So uh, a brief summary. I want to then get, get into my requirements and make some progress. Um, we we're discussing the relevant halachas between a husband and wife and the assets of a wife and the husband which the husband may have those assets. So there was a, a very interesting halacha which I mentioned to you, which I'd like to just see in Shulchan Aruch. I had thought that we'd go through it in the Gemara as well and Shulchan Aruch, but I think it'll take a bit of time. And I do want to make a bit of progress. So, if you ask me, don't mind sharing the screen, the first page of the three. I'm, I'm going I'm to go to a different machine upstairs, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to log off, and I'll be back on in a sec, okay? Fine. So, for those of you who have a, a Shulchan Aruch, or not on the thing, at the moment, we're Shulchan Aruch, Evan Ezra, Simon Tzadik, um, Halacha Tess. Otherwise, uh, Yossi will share in a minute, so if you don't want to get Bertie. So, We've discussed before the fact that the rights which a husband has to his wife's estate uh, is in a certain ways stronger than, than an, uh, a regular Yerush and in certain ways weaker than a regular Yerush. So a regular Yerush actually came across a case today, um, non here, non known to anyone here particularly, but a case, of Yerush, uh, a case today where a person has made an arrangement in their family business that their children know nothing about. They've made a certain arrangement with a person who's been running the business for them, whereby the person running the business was worried that Achamever Essen, you know, they're building up a company, so to speak, um, on behalf of the Bailim. But Achamever Essen, when the Bailim's nifter, the children will come in, they'll take over. And what will this person have had for all the work that they've done, other than a salary? And by then they might get booted out. So they're better off going elsewhere and building up a company that they've got a chilek in themselves. To which the owner turns around and it was important enough for the owner to, that the, this person should stay in the company that he came up with a deal whereby Achamever Esim, this person who's, let's give some names, got Yaakov who owns the company and he's got uh, Levi working in the company. So, you know, Levi otherwise it's not in his interest to stay working in the company if he's not going to have a chilek in the actual capital or, or, or potential value of the company. So, thank you. Now, see, so... We're at halacha test. We will be in a second. So, in, in such a case, um, Yaakov has entered the deal whereby Achimem Esim Levi will have be able to buy the company at certain agreed prices. Now, Yaakov's children have got no idea of this deal. How should they? Their father hasn't told them, right? So, so they think Achimem Esim they're inheriting whatever they're inheriting, and actual fact, Achimem Esim they might be in for a bit of a shock. But so what? That is the, the father's prerogative. He's the bailim on the moment. Yerushim, contrary to some Yerushim's opinion, have no schusim whatsoever until Shas Petira. And if prior to Shas Petira, the owner, the bailim, for whatever reason, has certain cheshbonas, why they want to do what they want to do with their money, they're able, alpi halacha, to do it. It might be that there are certain things which Chazal would advise them not to do because it might cause machlekas. For example, favoring one child over another child, etc., as we've discussed before. But but at some, they are fully capable of doing it. A wife is not fully capable of doing what she wants with her assets to prevent her husband inheriting it. That's that's what's different. So if we have a look in Alachates, Avner Simon Tzadik Alachates, the sheets over here. So a woman who sells from her nichsimiluk. After she got married. So pick a simple scenario. A woman gets married and she's got property that was hers prior to the marriage. And then she goes and sells it. 
even though, remember, midin de raisa and the time shulchanoch, there were two separate stages that happened in a marriage. There was the erusin, which can also be called kiddushin, and then there was an isuin, and they didn't ha- necessarily have to happen simultaneously. They often didn't happen simultaneously. They often happened months apart. So erusin gives the husband certain rights. Nisuin gives the husband additional rights. And here we're saying, even if these properties felt her before even Aresin. So meaning before she'd done anything whatsoever with her husband, her husband was a stranger to her. Nevertheless, Habal Moitzi Peres Miyad Alokuchis, Kol says the Mechab in his first opinion, that the, the, the husband is entitled to Peres from Nechse Milug. So now that she sold the property, you can go to the person who purchased it and said, you can't have more rights in this property than the person who sold it to you has. Right? General klal. Whenever you buy something, you can't have more koichas and schusim than that, that which the person who sold it to you, because they can only sell you the rights that they have. And my wife, when she had this property, was not entitled to the payers of the property. So if you're talking about a, 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 a property nowadays, the payers would be rental income, if it's rented, if it's, you know, has tenants in it. So the wife wouldn't have been entitled necessarily up din to keep the rent from that property. So you also can't, you're not entitled to keep the rent from the property. So the Mechaba initially is saying that the husband can turn around to the person who's bought it and say, I get all the rent from this property. However, Even though the wife gets Mazonas. The wife will get Mazonas, that means we're talking about the husband will support the wife, then he's entitled to the periods, yes. So it's all my way. He's, yes, he's supporting her. He's supporting her. He's paying for a roof over her head and food and everything else. Um, but, but, but he's entitled to Nechsim Ulug. Just to be clear, let's not mix up Nechsim Ulug with Maisi Odel. Maisi Odel is the wages that she may earn if she works. And Nechsim Ulug is the payers generated from the assets that she owns. They've got different dinim. So here it says the Mechaber, Avaloi Gufa Karaka. The Mechaber, which is the first day which we've got here, says, that the husband can't go and have the property taken away from the one who's purchased it as a property. The property will sit with the one who's purchased it, but the husband will be entitled to the Paris. And the Nostra Kenim speak out what's an Afghan If in any case the one who bought it doesn't get the Paris, so what's he gaining? In what way does he have for the property? Right? Who belongs to the capital increase of the capital? So uh, a husband does not get capital increase on a car. He'll get it if it was sold, so to speak, as a profit, but, but etsem. In Soim Barzel, there's two types of assets which a husband can have, which a wife can have and a husband can have rights to. Nirsi Muluk and Nirsi Soim Barzel. Nirsi Soim Barzel is very rare nowadays, but the Mishnah speaks about it, the Gemara speaks about it. Soim Barzel literally means an iron sheep. So Soim Barzel would mean if a, if a woman comes into a marriage with, let's say, sheep that are worth uh, £10,000 worth of a flock, so the husband can say, right, I'm taking these sheep, we're capping the value of what they are, at £10,000, we're fixing it at £10,000, more or less, for all intents and purposes, I owe you £10,000. I can take these sheep, I can keep all the shearings from the sheep, if it's cows, I can keep the milk, I can etc. And if they go up in value, I will gain the capital gain. And if they fall in value, I will lose the capital loss. I, if, Achamever, uh, Esum, uh, um, he, he's nifta first, and the wife gets back her, or if they get divorced, then the wife will have to receive back £10,000. That's what she brought in, fixed at a value. And therefore, if the sheep are still alive, you'll give the sheep back to her. We'll work out the value. If they've gone up in value, she'll have to pay him, or he'll take 
sheep equivalent to that capital gain. If they go down in value, he's going to have to make it up. So then, literally, it's almost like she's bringing in £10,000 cash, which she gives over to him, and he's got to give back £10,000 cash. That's Nisim Barzal. Nisim Mulug is not like that. Nisim Mulug, there's the, the capital gain will belong to her. She, she, he will get the payers as long as there's payers being generated, but not the capital gain. So normally, a kafka or a house that the, uh, parents the, are buying their daughter, let's say. If, 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 yeah. Now, what would be interesting is what would happen if the investment was for the capital gain, right? For example, you can go and, 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 and let's say, buy a property and use funding or get a mortgage in order to develop the property, and then you sell the property. That's the whole investment. So there'll be no income generated throughout the entire development, because you're not renting it out. You've got builders on site. It's a building site. But the investment is to take a property, make it worth more, and sell it. So in that case, the capital gain is the payers. Right? That, 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 that was the point of the investment. Right? But so to come back here, what the Mechaba is saying in the first shitter is that the the capital will stay by the one who's bought it. So let's call it in English terms, maybe the, the freehold, so to speak, will belong to the one who's bought it, the Vaila. The and the payers, which let's say call the leasehold, the, the payers generated from it, will, will have to be returned to the husband. Says the Mechaba, however, if the wife dies during the marriage, while she's still married to the husband, she, she's nifter. So then, so then the husband can take back the capital as well, the freehold, because now he yarshins the, the bailus of the nichse miluk, not just the payers, not just the income, but also the capital of it, because now it's in Yerusha. So then he gets that, that back off the, off the purchaser as well, because ultimately his shibud and his schus preempts the purchaser. And that is what, as we've mentioned a number of times, is what's unique as far as the entire Hilchus Yerusha concerns, as far as I'm aware, there's no other example where a Yerush has a schus that predates the patira of the nifter. Therefore, the increase in value is also the husband. Yeah, now, because now he gets it all. Yeah. Whatever she owns in the, in, in, in the schmuck will now go to, her, now go to him. Says Ramon, Yesh Omim, Da'af v'chayel mo'itzikufa karkam yata lekeach v'loi domim. Says the Ramad, no, not, not only will he get the payers, but even the capital, he can already take the whole property back. Just take the whole property back from the person who bought it, because the Maisa is entitled to it. It's, it's, he's got, it's, it's almost like he's got a lien on the property, because he's entitled to the payers from it. And therefore he can take the whole thing back. Says the Mechaba, Ve'im hadomim shalocham alokuchis kayomim. So let's, let's, let's go back to a marshal here. Let's say you've got, uh, uh, Yaakov and Rochel, and Rachel has a, a property worth a million pounds that she brings into the marriage, right? Whether she had that before herself, whether she yarshens it, it doesn't make it, whether she had it from her first marriage, it doesn't make a difference. However, it is that she get, has the, the property and she brings it into the marriage. And now she sells the property for a million pounds, right? So says the Mechaba, we just established that the husband, Queen Teramor, not only will he get the income from that property, he can take back the property from the one who bought it, and he doesn't have to pay her any mo- the, the person who bought her any money. However, once if she's got the million pounds, right? So says the Mechaber, "My dom shalochem alakuchis kayomim baatzvam." Ramah adds in, "Oishen nimsu mois biyado nuchalitli shehem elu." Either if we know the exact funds are there, they're still in existence, or she's got funds which we can attribute to say it probably came from the sale, right? So nowadays you can see. The, the, what happened to it? Went to the lawyer. The lawyer transferred it to her bank, and she's still got a million pounds sitting in her bank. 
So we can say that you know this is from the sale. Then machzirin lelukuches. That goes back to the to the to the person who purchased the property. And you can't say, oh, maybe she just happened to come across a million pounds from somewhere else, and this is not your money, right? So, sorry. The mekaf is bottle, right? We say it was a void mekaf. They had no, she had no right to sell. Yeah. See, the mekaf is bottle, so she owes the money. She well, has, she, why doesn't she have to? She may owe the money. Whams if she doesn't have the money. I understand, but if she if she will work tomorrow, you mean because the money is meshuba to him? She doesn't have any money now. Yeah. So when he dies, she would have to. If she, she if he is nifta and she then generates money, yeah. But the, meanwhile, the buyer, he's out of pocket. Yeah. She has a chayv. Sorry. She has a chayv. She has a chayv. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with him. She had no right to sell it. It's no different than me selling your property to someone else. So it doesn't matter where that million pounds comes from. It doesn't have to be the same million pounds. It does. Because during the marriage, any money that she has, she can't use to pay for chayvus. Because any money that's now generated, the husband's got rights to. It, 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 so the husband's got the right to all the assets, but no, sorry, no responsibility for her chayvus. Correct. If she says, "I'm going to give a hundred pounds to charity. I don't have to give it. I don't have to pay it." That's a shame. I don't know. She, he doesn't have to pay it. Correct. More than that, does she have a right to say, "I'm giving a hundred pounds to charity"? If she's not saying it's her money. She's not giving it from her money. If it's capital that's hers, she's got no right to give it away because he's entitled to the income. And if it's a maestia dime or the perius from her nefsim look, then it belongs to the husband. She's caught from anything. She's mazik something. Nobody has to pay. Correct. There's the piyas and ra. Again, it might be sensible for the husband to pay. Uh, but etz and minadin, no, he's not taking up mukhuyiv. Are you talking about the money from the sale? Yeah. So. She said she hasn't got it. Right. So can the. So, so you're saying, can the purchaser who's now out of pocket yeah. call the children to Bezin and say, the money which your mother gave you, she's a gunner because. That sale's been reversed. She had no right to sell it to me. I should get my money. I hear. Probably. I have to think it through. Probably. Probably. Because like we're saying, the Mechas bottle. As far as the husband's concerned, that's not necessarily his problem unless the money's still there. If the money's still there, then Paul should give it back. The Ramah is adding, even if you don't know 100% that's that money, but you can attribute and say, Mestoma it's that money, even then it's enough to give it back. If, however, you would know that she has a million pound cash in her bank account beforehand as well, and she's still got a million pound, then no, that's not that money. She had a million pound the whole time. Again, nowadays with, with, with banking, a lot of this would be easier because Pashas, you'd be able to trace it somehow or another. I mean, you're not talking about a sack full of cash. So, hopefully, so, so you know, there'd be some kind of traceability. But the, the, the important aloha that we've seen well, why here... Why does it make a difference if it's the same million pounds? If it, Effectively, she owes him a million pounds. If she had a, hundred, a million pounds of her money, irrespective of whether it's the same or a different million pounds, why would it not always go back to him? Because, to the purchaser. Because, yeah. be, because any other money that she has, apart from that million pounds, her husband has a charge on. And his charge predates this sale. So the same as if she causes hezek and therefore now owes money for the hezek she's caused, that doesn't come out of the estate that she owns, because the husband has already rights to that estate, which no other action that she does now can overwrite. So so to here, if we don't know that this is his money, if she's, let's say, blown his money, right, so then that, that that's not the husband's fault. That doesn't mean the husband loses out on the schusim which he owns, 
Basically, the wife can't take away the schusim from the husband. The husband has a... Uh, I understand, but it's quite unusual. It's quite unusual that we sort of... Why is it more unusual than imagine... imagine she's got cash. Yossi, yeah, imagine she's got £20,000 sitting in her bank. From She was a teacher before she yeah. got married, right? Whatever, right? Yeah. And she's got that money sitting in her bank. And then she gets married, and then she has a crash, and she drives into someone, someone's car. Right? Yeah. In a way that insurance won't pay up. Whatever. Right? So, yeah. so now what? So, so is she, is she mechuyev, or let's rephrase that, is she even able to take the £5,000 damage from the money in her bank account? Or can her husband say, no, I'm awfully sorry, I'm entitled to the payers from that £20,000, and this nizik is going to have to wait till Achameva Esim, or if we're no longer married. But yeah, but what we're saying here, if she, the, the actual money she gets from, from the person who bought it, doesn't join her general fund, or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, because it's not really hers. Do you mean that effectively was never hers, that money? Correct, because she, she, she had no right to sell the property. Again, if the husband wanted to, he could turn around and call it quits, and say, listen, you got a million pounds for a property, I'm entitled to pay from that, so you know what, instead of having that property, we're going to reinvest this this, prop, this million pound on a new property, and I'll take the pay from there, rather than start undoing the whole sale and causing a whole a whole tarum. But Be'etzim, he's entitled to do that. He's entitled to say, so no, we're, I want that property. We're, we're saying that the money she's got is effectively not fungible. Correct. Correct. That's unusual. Yeah. yeah. This whole aloch is unusual. First of all, it's unusual. Second of all, it, it, it certainly would come as a chiddush, right, to some people. I, I, I mean, you, can, you have some women who, who are very successful uh, dealers in, in real estate, right? Uh, probably more in America than here, but, but definitely there are. There are some women whose who's panos is in working in property. So, again, how much of a discussion has happened between them and their husbands in what, where, how? <laughs> you know, probably not that much. Uh, one can start asking, are there umdunas, are there not umdunas? We're going to see a bit more in the, in the, in the, in the next, uh, next couple of alochas. Let's read a little bit more and, and broaden our horizons. But that means if she borrows a million pounds from someone, technically she, she could say, she got the money, it's, it's hers, though it's honest, no? it belongs to the husband, and the husband said, I'm not paying back. Um, Again, right. if she borrows that money and the husband's taken that money, then he owes it memonoshuch back. Why? It's if she if the husband hasn't taken the money, he's got a problem. No, I'm saying as soon as she takes it and he belongs to her. No, because it's not. She has a no, but even then, even then, it's it's not her money. She's borrowed it, so so it's not no, his. But the, but the, doesn't it's not come same look. She has a chayv, and the money she has is hers. It's hers. It's the husband, and now she has a chayv. But again, it's not. It can't be the husband's more than it's hers. And even hers, it's hers to spend, but she owes it and has to pay it back. Correct. All Milvala Sonnet means is you're allowed to use those notes. But it doesn't mean you don't have to pay back the debt. No, you have a new debt. So correct. So so if if the, she borrowed money and used it herself, the husband won't be mukhir to pay. But if she borrows money and the husband then borrows that money from her, then of course he has to pay that back. No, the, the husband doesn't borrow. The money the husband takes it. It's not but again, it wasn't hers that she owned it that without any 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 chiyu to pay it back. All Milvala son in it means is that I'm allowed to use that money, but it's not mine that I can use it for free. I have to pay it back instead. There's a chayv, there's a shibot here. So if I want to use the, the money that you borrowed, I end up having to pay it back. You can't use Milvala son in it, so just look at those notes as if they're part of her estate. 
and say he's now entitled to the perius from it and ignore the fact that that money has to get paid back and on that he says it's not my problem that you can't do so says let's go further I want you to, let's get a little bit of a picture of what the, what the Mechab is painting here says the um, says Ramor Hagor the Ramor the ends of Halachates if, however, the husband's nifter, so again, we're talking about a woman who sold the property without the green light from her husband, and then instead of him being nifter, and her being nifter, and, and him yashni everything, um, he's nifter, or they get divorced, so then, right, the talking to Repoiskim, which is interesting because one could argue that since the husband had the right to reverse the sale, Right, and since she didn't have the, the the permission to sell the property, so maybe she could turn around and have the chutzpah to say, "Yeah, the sale's bottle," because since I didn't have the right to sell it, so even though now I have the right to sell it, it's bottle. Imagine if you have a a person to put this in modern modern day scenario. Imagine if you have a son who's got a person, his father's property in his name. Because he's holding on trust for his father. Why should that be? Because the father's really getting older and he thinks it might be a good idea to start putting his different assets in his children's names and whatever. But not he's being machinate to them. Clearly agreed there might even be a, a trust deed that the son says, I'm holding on trust for my father. But then, because it's now on the land registry of the son, and the son gets desperate, but he's a tam shahi, he sells the property. Right? Shalaykidin. He sells the property. And then, a few months later, his father's nifter, and he's the sole Yerush. Right? So he's the sole Yerush. He inherits everything. So now that property actually, Mafria, it's not, that won't work, Mafria, but it turns out that, that, that property is his. Right? So now, does he have a right to turn around to the person who bought it and say, listen, I'm actually cancelling that sale. Here's your money back. Give me back the property. Why? Because when I sold that property, it actually wasn't mine. I can prove it. It wasn't mine. I now it's mine. Yeah, but now I'm not selling it to you. Why, why not? Because I don't want to sell it to you. No, no. Why shouldn't it be like this? The Mecca, the, that otaka be like this. It should be like this. Correct. And then that otaka work. There's a, there's a huge chutzpah factor, but it would work. Right? But here's the opposite. Here's the opposite. But Edsem, the, the wife is selling something which she is the bailimon. The Karen belongs to her 100% during the marriage. The husband has a right to Paris. He doesn't have a right. To, he doesn't. He's not to bind him on the Karen. He has a shibud on the Karen. So if the husband wants, he can turn out and say, "You can't sell it because I've got a lien on it because I'm entitled a to the Paris and b to Yerusha if I end up being the Yerush." Meaning, if the wife is nifted before the husband and they're still married at the time. But if not, it's not pshat like in my Moshul of the son, where at the time of the Mekkah he sold something that didn't belong to him, and only afterwards did it become his. It did belong to her. It was hers. She, she, she wasn't allowed to sell it because of the schusperius which her husband had. But, but Edson, the Karen was hers. So in legal terms, she owned the freehold. She didn't own, own the leasehold. But she owned the freehold. So when she sells the freehold, if the husband doesn't undo it all because of his schusperius, etc., then the meister mekach is chal. But we said it was so much a mekach that the money she got... One second, one second, God. 
That means that the, the child is, what she doing in Shabbat Kiddin? Did she do an Avera? Did she sell something that didn't belong to him? Let's say the husband never knew about it until he died. He never said anything. Never knew she had it or never he knew never she knew sold it. That she sold it. He never was taking the papers. He wasn't missing it. He never said anything. Okay, we have to wait for that. Like we told you, if he never knew she had it to begin with, then some different Allah will see that. But I'm saying we're not us that. I'm, I'm sure that. Let's I'm say he knew about the property, didn't yeah, know she he sold it. He, wasn't, he, wasn't, he, he was never asking for the papers. And she went to sell it. Mm-hmm. So did she do something which was wrong? And or do we say it's only if the husband says, "Look, because it's mishum, I don't want it to be sold." Let's wait and see. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. So, Yoss, you had a question. Yeah, I'm saying it was. You said before it was so much a mech, It was so much a mechatos that the money she got was not her money at all. No, the money she got was her money, and but not 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 his money. Her other money isn't affected. So if she's still got that money, then yes, of course the person can get it back. I didn't say it's not her money. I said if she then go, goes and blows that money, if, no, it, 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 she gets that money because she she transfers a say, uh, asset where she owns the Karen for for a different Karen that she owns. But then she blows the other Karen, so to speak. But but that because the husband has a, a shibud on the karka, he can reverse the sale. What I said is that, that what the Shulchan Aruch said is that you can't then make the husband relinquish his chusim to other parts of the estate because of that, because he's got a shibud on that as well. Let's go further. Um, sorry. So the first one is an interesting halacha. In a way, what we seem to be doing is, is, is according to the Ramah, the Shittas which Ramah is passing like, is, is the, the best of both worlds. What do I mean? I mean, she sells this property, right? She's selling a property which has a shibud, and the husband's entitled as a result of that shibud to go back to the person who bought it and say, I'm not happy with it sitting by you. But maybe, I have to dial back maybe a little bit more from why it was Masha before, not pshat that the whole Mekach is bottle mavutl ki'ilu and never happened. Pshat is that it's in limbo. If Lemaisa, the Baal ends up being the Yerush, then you, can, you can't undo his chus Yerush and he'll get the property. But if Lemaisa, Ramos says, he's nifta first so they get divorced, in the end of the day she did a transaction. She did a sale where she sold the, the hers chusim in the property and the person who bought it off it will get it. Ad Kach says there are more that during the marriage the person who bought it from her can tell her husband who might have taken the property back don't build in it, don't change it because, so to speak, I've like got a schus to the, to the freehold unless you end up being the Yerush. So it's a very unusual scenario where you've got two people with conflicting rights. You've got the purchaser who if if the husband dies first or if they get divorced, it's his because why? Just, just understand that. Because he's Tucker bought the Karen, but there's a charge on it that he can't get round. But that charge has a tenai. What's a tenai? The payers the husband will get from now. You can't do anything about that. So it's a charge that the leasehold isn't hers to sell right now during the marriage. It belongs to the husband. And even the freehold, he's got, so to speak, the first rights to if he's the husband when she's nifter and she's nifter before him. So it's like almost like an option. 
Right? Depending what happens, who has what schus. So therefore the... So therefore the, husband, the, the purchaser can turn around and say, well, don't build on it because that might be mine. I'm not happy with you changing things. The same way as according to the first shot in the Mechaba, if it was have stayed by the by the purchaser and the husband would only get payers, he could have stopped that, that him doing it as well. But therefore equally the husband cannot turn around and say, well, I can produce uh, a larger amount of payers from this capital and therefore I want, I want to invest it in this way. No, but yeah, he, he's going to be restricted to that extent. Yeah. So it seems, which shouldn't seem fair. The woman can also say that. Say what? Don't build on it because it might not be yours forever. And um, one day, you know, it's really mine. Just you can have payers, you can't do anything. So we have to see. We have to see to what extent does that work. How does that work? So if, for example, a, a woman's got a, a, an asset and the asset is unrentable, Right? And the husband says, this is Nechzimuluk, so I, I want to actually sell this property and buy another property in an area where it's not so difficult to find tenants, and then I can generate more payers. Does he have a source to do that? We haven't, we've never covered that yet. Yeah? So let's go further. Says the, the, the Mechavan Sifiyud, Vima Baal Moidze, if the Baal agrees to the sale, either he admits that he agrees to the sale, or there are Edim that he agreed to the sale, then Then it's almost as if she sold it with, as a shliach of his. And if he wants, if there are no edim, then the, and the lekeach who stands to lose this property can put a chayim on him, you know, to try to entice him to agree that he taka, uh, uh, um, gave a green light for the sale. Now listen to this one more. So what we just said in the Mechaba, if the husband agreed... If the husband agreed that the property should be sold, now this, this you might think is going to be much more like our modern day scenarios, right? So imagine you've got a wife who, who has a property uh, company and she's buying and selling in, in, in assets and properties that she has, etc. So the khair, you could say the husband agrees to it all. He knows what's going on. He's not, he's not making a fast, he's not making a khal. So, so is, that, uh, is that him agreeing or is that just him not getting involved? Says Ramah, Says Ramon, no. There's a fundamental difference between a husband giving his wife explicit permission to sell the property or a husband seeing it and not making any noise. Right? Let, 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 let me, this touches on a, a, a different area which I think we've covered in the past, in, 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 in passing a number of years ago. At, at what stage do you say that a shtika of someone is a mechila? Or at what stage do you say, lav davke is a mechila? It might be they just didn't want to make a fuss. So where, where could this be nugea? Tell you where it'll be nugea. What happens if a father writes an English savo? Right? So writes an English savo, leaving everything to his wife. Which is what happens in most cases when people write a tzavah. But he doesn't write halachic tzavah. As we've discussed before in the past, there's a big machalikas. Uh, what happens in such a case when um, a person... So Yossi, you can take it off screen, the share screen. What happens in a case we discussed before where, um, according to those poiskim who don't hold of the validity of a legal tzavah, then why? Because it's giving after Misa and after Misa. It's not the nifters to give. 
So in such a scenario, what happens? Then, if they're boys and girls, then the sons will yashin that belong to them, right? If there's no mono, then the mono is in, is entitled to be supported from the estate, but she doesn't own the estate, right? So listen to this scenario. What happens in a case where a husband's nifter, he writes only an English savo, only an English will, and he leaves everything to his wife, and his wife leaves an, uh, a, a savo, whether, let's say an English will, and let's say even a halachic will, that everything should be divided equally between the children. But it turns out, that the bonim are muhsik in the properties, or in their state. They're muhsik. How? Because it's in a company that's in their name. Whatever. Could be cash, could be whatever, and they're muhsik in it. So the bonim could turn around, again, this is not uh, advice to people to make trouble, but, but in theory, the bonim could turn around and say, Hezekhain, when our father left the English will without a halachit savor, then Be'etzem, we held that English will is nothing. So we could have said, we're the Yerushim, we take everything. We didn't bother going down that route, first of all, because as long as our mother was alive, she's entitled to be supported from the estate. So, in any case, she's entitled to be supported. And second of all, we didn't want to upset her, we didn't want to make trouble. But Be'etzem, you, sh- you shouldn't take our shtika to be a mechila. We've got reasons, we can tell you the reasons why we kept quiet, very plausible reasons. In any case, she's entitled to be supported, so why make a fuss? And we didn't want to upset her, but that's and we were never moichel anything. So now, when she writes a tzavah, let's say legal and halachic, saying that she's giving everything to be divided between the sons and the daughters, we're now putting our foot down and saying, even halachically, she can't write tzavah, what's not hers? This was never hers, it was always ours. Because we passed them, like, like the shitters, of course they do. Like the shittas that says that, 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 uh, you know, English Savoy is, is a waste of time, a will doesn't work. And therefore, really it was ours. So, she can, she can write English, halachic, and whatever else she wants on property that's not hers, it doesn't work. So, so it belongs to us, and we're now muhsik, and we're taking it. And the sisters turn around and say, what are you talking about? Okay, we're not, whatever the halach is, so it won't be them tiny, it'll be their toy in tiny. Right, that 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 uh, you know, fine. Let's say your muxlux, you could say kimli like the shittas that say the English world doesn't work, but you sat there quietly all the years. Wait, wait, pardon? So it's mechila means you're moichel means you're happy to follow a patva. Now all of a sudden, you know, you you never knew what would happen, how it would happen. Now all of a sudden, you decided you come up with this lomdus that that you're never makabel and really a uh, tzavah doesn't work. Say we never knew this halacha. We always thought like our father, and now we learned. We learned. We, we see that it's not like that. It's not the same as here because here is a mafush halacha that says if the husband sees, and or, no, if the husband allows it, so then. Well, we've, we've got a sh- we've got a shaila here, right? Uh, there are many husbands who don't know any of these halachas, right? Uh, uh, as I think everyone's uh, everyone's uh, familiar with. Fakir, these halachas go contrary to. Western perspective. Uh, I think that's very clear. Right? Most people whose wives work and, and, and let their wives put their money into a bank account in their name, if you turn around and tell the wives, by the way, P.S., I might let you put it into an account in your name, but actually it's all mine, yeah, you, you might have to go and buy supper, you know, but, but uh, it might not go down well. That doesn't mean it's wrong, but I'm just saying, you know, so, so a husband who sees his wife selling property and he doesn't get involved. He doesn't open his mouth, right? 
I, I, I can hear that you're turning out and say, well, you knew, you know, you knew, you saw me with the lawyers, you saw me sign the paper, and, and, and you didn't object, Bechlal. so, you know, if, if you wanted to object, then, then you had every opportunity. You didn't say, no, don't sell that, because I'm entitled to Paris. Sorry? Jusika Kahodah is not the same as Mechira, is it? Jusika Kahodah is where there's a tina and I don't say anything. Mechira is where there's no tina? Um, yes, s- simply put. But there are times when if a person has an opportunity to make a, 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 a machah and they don't make a machah, then it is taken as a hoidah. So, so for example, uh, there's a halakha called chesas tashmishin. If, for example, you've got a neighbor who puts his ladder in your side passage in order that he can climb up to clear his gutter. And, in fact, he gets so high mish that he leaves his ladder there because he needs to go up every week to clear his gutter. And you see it and you don't do anything about it. So that, that in certain cases he can say, listen, you saw me do it, you didn't make a machah about me doing it, and he didn't think it was a one-off thing because I left my, my, my ladder's been in your thing for the whole winter. Right, so therefore, your Michael, you've given me now the rights. I've got the rights, similar to the concept of rights of passage, right? So if a right of public thoroughfare, if if the public uh, walk through, a, 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 take a path, cut a path through a person's rishus, uh, and they don't object to it, then after a while they can't close off that path because the public have acquired right of passage through the rishus, adverse possession. Yes. Yeah. So 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 again. Adas possession has works in a far more broad area than than legally than halachically. Right? For example, um, if I, if squatters move into a person's house and use the whole house, they don't now own the house, right? Uh, because what do you mean that that's not me not making a mechal on on you know it's my house. If they, if I allow you to use something in my rishus, that we can say there's there's a certain uh, mechila there. So there are cases where mechila is like a hidor. That, that, that almost like, you know, you said, but, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you to do it. Right? So, so where, where we draw the line is a question. So I'm, I'm just showing you that this scenario which we're having here, where there are more is clearly telling us something which could be a chiddish. It could be a chiddish. I, I, I could zikr here a scenario in a Besden where the wife's tone would turn around. When would this happen, by the way? This would happen, um, I, it would never normally be the wife's turn by definition because the main area would be... Yeah, let, let's say you want... Again, the, the chances of this happening now, nowadays, um, you know, obviously if she sells the property to a goy, then this whole halach is not going to begin, right? Because good luck trying to get it back off a goy, right? So it has to be she sells it to a yid. Um, again, I, I've never heard of this halacha happening. doesn't mean it can't. It's takono susha. But, but, in theory, if this were to happen, and, and the husband would, the wife would turn around and say, I don't know what you're talking about, you were there, I told you, I, I, I might have told you I'm selling the property, I didn't ask you because why do I need to ask you? It's mine. <laughs> you know? It's, I'm saying you knew all the time, you came, you, you, you saw a transaction, you came to the office, you knew that she's selling. And you didn't say anything, so maybe you bring me a lie that you were not married, that you were not masked. But fuck it, it works all the way around. Why? Because because if I knew about it, that's what Amor said. If I know about it and I keep quiet yeah. and I don't say anything, doesn't mean I'm moida. Yes, I'm saying. So fuck it. If you want to tell me I've lost my schus, you prove that I was moida. 
You can't prove I was a Moedza. I'm telling you now I wasn't Moedza. You've got no right I was Moedza. All that you know is that I knew about it. Who's Moedza? Who's I am. I have a shepherd on this that predates you taking it. So you need to prove that my shepherd wasn't there when you bought it or it's not yours. Right? It's Karaka. So, so it's, like buying, it's like buying a property that has a, a charge on the land registry when you bought it. You, you know, that was there before. You want to now say that the charge should be lifted. You've got no right whatsoever. I'm just saying that that that, that where where this where this is a very in Karaka it's complicated, right? Karaka in Exelus, for example. So the question is, fuck out, whose is it the whole time, right? Okay, now there's got land registries, etc. But it's it's not as it's straightforward as Metalton. Sorry. The body, the body in some sort of institution to try and prevent this problem of shivers. I have no, I have, again, I, I don't pretend to have the, you know, world's expertise in, 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 in these areas. I've, I've never ever heard of the concept of, um, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, and I, I haven't done major inquiries, but I've never heard of a case where husbands, the mice had gone ahead and tried to reverse uh, a sale that's gone through. Paquette. It was Chazal. Takonos Usha. Takonos Usha was the other way around. Takonos Usha is that the husband can go and be moitzi from the Lukuchus. That's a Takono. Where is the Kola slave? Sorry? Kola is slave, yeah. But, 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 but it, it, it doesn't matter if there's a call, because all the call will establish is that the husband then will hear about it. But here, even if we got Adam that he knew about it, if he wasn't Moedza, it doesn't help you. He, why Why didn't he make a fast now? He decided, now isn't the right time. My, my Sean Bias is doing so well now, I don't want to ruin it. Or Faket, it's so risky at the moment, I don't want to rock the boat. Whatever, you might have a million one reasons. You know what, I thought that, that at the moment, uh, you, you know, I don't know how long the marriage is going to last either way. So then, if, if, if there's a get, then it'll be his in any case. It's not worth the fuss. But now I realize actually Faket, no boxham, everything's going great, I want, I want the income. No, if they get divorced, it won't be hers. Paquette, if he decides, if he's gonna get, if he looks like he's gonna get divorced, then, then, then he won't get the, this property in any case, he'll have to give it back. So there's no point working fast. We passed like this before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, I'm sure somebody would have thought that. Not that he was taking Like I said, I have. Why is a successful dealer? Somebody brought it and he made a fortune out of it. And then you think, you know, why, why didn't I do? Very simply, the husband comes and say, excuse me, Give it back. Yeah, and so, he could really, and the wife is quite happy because. But again, if the funds are there, then the funds are going to have to be given back to the person. Yes, of course. So what have you gained? They made a fortune out of it. The building became. Mm. They, they made very well with it. It's around capital gain or by developing it? Yeah. If it's by developing, you're going to end up having to pay them for what they've enhanced the building. So it's not going to be. So I, I can try and find out. I've, I've never asked about it, I've never looked into it. I've never heard of it, but it's not a riot. I can try and find out whether, from, from those notes saw, whether they've actually ever had this lemaister. Um, I, I, the point I'm making, mentioning is the other way around. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing out that this Nikutu are more. That the husband's hayes about it, that hasn't said anything about it. Um, that, that, therefore, no, nothing's changed. That, that is something which, which is mustama, I'm, I'm assuming, a chiddush to, to most of you. That, that the husband can see his wife trading in property, so to speak. Keep, he keeps quiet about it, and after he can say, I was never moida, I just saw it, and didn't ever. And what I'm telling you in Hilchus Yerusha is that is where, that I have heard. That line I have heard. In Hilchus Yerusha, I've heard Yoshim turn around and say that the fact that we kept quiet all the years, it could be for, for many years, is nothing. 
It's not our mechila. We were never mechul. We were never a, a paskin like that shitter. Even if they know the shitters. We just didn't want to make a fast. While well, our mother was there, I'm staring her. It's Shalom in the Shvach. But Edsim, it was ours. We never made a mechah. It's always been ours. Nothing's changed. Now we're muchzik. Atzlach Rabba. Yeah. We never made a mechah that, no, that English rule's not valid. It's really our money. Right? We never made that mechah. We never made that fast. Mechah means to, 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 make, to make an objection and say that no, by the way. Uh, but they didn't need to do a mechah because there was nothing. It made no difference to them. Sure, it made a difference to them. Only for later. No! Do you know how many times now Mona will start gift, gifting to whoever she wants to gift, to the grandchild, where they get married this amount of money and this and It's not hers to gift. She's entitled to be supported from it, but not to start giving out matanas. Of course, it can make a difference. So if she has, is trading in. Uh, estates and sells several times. She gets the money in, invests in something else, and sells it further on. Yes, yeah, so that, like we said, like we said before, we still have to be careful with that marshal because there, that's all constant reinvestment, etc. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that could be the properties that aren't the payers of the properties is buying and selling, right? So that, uh, that tackle could be different in any case. Maskum. But I'm saying that's if she had a property and she sells it because she, now she wants to start using the money and living off the money or whatever. Yeah, but she wouldn't necessarily, he wouldn't necessarily be able to cancel all those different deals. In that case, where it's done is the investment. Yeah. Correct, correct. Okay, to be continued in the stream. Yeah. Yeah.